We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, I love how, you know, I'm sitting here, Vince D'Addario, Sean Steiners, as, as we start this show on a uh, on another news-breaking day, the news that we didn't expect we would get. I guess we'll get to that here in a minute. I love how I get accused of being the one that constantly brings up a certain topic when every other comment in the chat has to do with said certain topic, and I'm the one who's being finger-pointed as, oh, Sean's going to bring this up. And you notice I'm not saying it. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of saying it. I will sit here all night, and I'll talk around it if I have to. I mean, (laughs) it's on your shirt, kind of. That's true. The state is. Kind of. Kind of. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to have you here tonight. Yeah. Glad everyone pays attention to uh, to the topic. Jesse is the one who would be, you yes, know, dour true. sourpuss more than me. I'll just say that when the schedule came out at the start of the season, Jesse pointed at this game and wanted to go to this, you know, to yesterday's game. And as it turned out, there was a Notre Dame women's basketball game, so obviously I couldn't get away from that. I was actually floating the idea of going to Dallas last week to see the Cowboys-Eagles game, but he had a a college buddy, a teammate of his from college, came into town from Colorado that he hadn't seen in a while. So he had to do that instead. I was was ready to fly to Dallas last week, and we would have seen a a win. I bet you were. Yeah. Well, let's get to the news that everybody wants to talk about, though, or sort of wants. I, I don't even know where everyone's heads are going to be. With I've got an idea of where the majority of people's heads are, but I mean, Vince, <laughs> it's just another example of life comes at you pretty fast. <laughs> and, you know, if the last two off seasons have taught us nothing else that, you know, things happen when you least expected it. Nobody expected Brian Kelly to bolt when he did. Yeah. Two years right. ago, nobody expected Tommy Reese to leave Notre Dame for Alabama last year. Yeah. And here we are, we, less than two we weeks go. away from the Sun Bowl. Jared Parker's a head coach, Troy State. <laughs> I mean, that is like the the last thing that I thought 
would happen is we were going to be hearing an announcement that Jared Parker is the head coach of a division one football school, but here it is. What was your initial reaction to this? Oh, I, my buddy texted me first and he's like, is it true about Parker? And I'm thinking to myself, who are you talking about? Like I was, cause there's a, a Parker that plays, you know, high school. Like there's, there's other Parkers in my life. You know what I mean? One of my bosses is named Parker at the school. Like I was like, who, what? Like, what are you talking about? Right. And then I thought about it for 30 seconds and I'm like, oh, so I jump on the board and there it was. And I was like, oh crap. Um, shocked. Like it was, this was, this was so far outside of anything I anticipated happening and the outcome that took place. Like I knew Marcus Freeman wasn't going to cut ties with Jared Parker. Like that wasn't going to happen. He was going to get another year, went out and got Riley Leonard, like all these different things were happening and they were pretty much at the behest of Jared Parker. Like these, these, you know, transfers that came in. Yeah. Most of those, by the way, most of those are offensive guys. Who do you think had a big hand in getting those guys to come? It's Jared Parker, right? So this is the last thing, you know, that I anticipated for sure, because I was not anticipating it in any way. And then it occurred to me, it's like, okay, hold on a second. Let me back the train up here. Is this a situation like other coaches that, you know, they're getting pushed out? And like, here's a nice soft landing spot right. for you. We'll help right? you find a spot kind of thing. This will actually be a promotion. And yeah. It, right. But, and that has happened, happened before and other people have brought it up. And that, that has happened. And it's we don't fair to, to say because of all the, you know, just the venom directed at right. Jared Parker with the way things Absolutely. went. Absolutely. But I've, I've been assured by multiple people that that is not the case. This is, this is a step up. For well, Jared Parker, because look, this team is good. Some stuff that I didn't know initially, but Pete Thamel from ESPN, who was one of the, I think Irish Illustrated had this first from what I understand, and then Pete Thamel came second. Okay. Um, but in any case, Pete Thamel, I've seen, you know, some of the things that he has said about this. I've read the story that he okay. had. Interesting connections to this job mm-hmm. that, you know, again, like Jared Parker, Troy, what's the connection there? Well, the athletic director at Troy, his name is Brent Jones. He brought in John Summerall last year. Summerall has since he has become he's he's moved on to Tulane. Before that, Neil Brown was the head coach at Troy. Does Neil Brown ring a bell? He's the head coach at West Virginia. Summerall. Brown and Jared Parker all played together at Kentucky. So you've got a connection there. And now you've got this line basically of three guys all connected to each other and an athletic director who has made the last two hires at Troy. Like when Summerall went to Tulane, you can bet that he had good things to say about Jared Parker. It sounds, you know, just because of The, the way this is all kind of interconnected and Neil Brown, of course, who, you know, both played with Parker and was Parker's boss for a couple of years at West Virginia. Yeah. Can, the references were good there as well. So it's, it's like from the outside in the initial reaction, it like definitely like a leap to go from yeah. no offensive coordinator to Troy, but it all kind of makes sense. And then yeah. what Samuel is saying that what some of the things that Troy liked about him 
high energy coach who brings a, a wide array of experience. And Troy officials are also attracted to his background as an offensive coordinator and a recruiting coordinator as well. You know, because yeah. again, you're talking about a much smaller school. And I mean, you know how Parker is. He's got that personality. Man. Like if nothing else, Jared Parker's got that personality and he can talk to people. He can connect with people and sure. And, and all that stuff. And, you know, look, Troy is located in the Alabama, D baby. That's right. That that twang that Jared Parker. Yeah, had, it's not going to stand out down there the way it stands out up here at Notre Dame. No doubt about it. That's the first thing I thought, because I knew that they played in a conference with like Louisiana Tech and like or, or something like, you know, it's all a bunch of southern schools, basically. Right. It's a Sun Belt, I think. And it's like, OK, he fits that because you could tell that's where he's from. You know, he's from that region. And so that obviously was a fit. And then you look at Troy, right? They're, they're I think they're 23 and four over the last couple of years or three years or two years or whatever it happens to be, right? They were really so, good, actually, the last couple of years. This is yeah. a successful program that he's walking into. And it's a Division One program that he's walking into. So this is not a situation where, hey, why don't you go be the head coach of UMass or, or you know, something like that. This is a step up. This is a... This is a division one head coaching job. And so, you know, they came after him. I, I believe what I heard was like Thursday, Friday area and things kind of escalated pretty quickly and he became the target and he took the job and, you know, good for him. So it's definitely a promotion. This is not a, Hey, you're not doing the job at Notre Dame. We're going to find you a soft landing spot. This is a, this is a promotion for Jared Parker. It's the timing isn't fantastic two days before signing day, but the one thing about this 24 class, and I know a lot of people are worried about that, is that they're they're solid. Like this 24 class is absolutely solid oh. for Notre Dame, not Jared Parker. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Factor has been a great friend of the Driscoll household this month. Not only are we super busy with work and everything going on with Notre Dame football, we're also dealing with a house remodel. And even thinking about cooking stresses me out, which is why I'm so thankful we found Factor. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals that can be on your plate in minutes. It has literally saved me hours of prep, cooking, and cleaning time during an incredibly busy season for us. 
and their fresh but and never frozen meals got delivered right to my doorstep, which also saved me plenty of shopping time. On top of that, the flavor is outstanding. Whether it's the chicken taco bowl I had for dinner last night or my personal favorite so far, which is a filet over a mushroom risotto, I'm eating healthy meals but not sacrificing flavor. Treat yourself to high-quality, delicious meals over the holiday. You can choose from over 35 chef-crafted meals that also support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, whether it's calorie smart, vegan, keto, protein plus, and more. Head to factormeals.com slash irish50 and use code irish50 to get 50% off today. That's code irish50 at factormeals.com slash irish50 to get 50% off. Definitely give it a try. We did, and we love it. But the difference, you know, again, like you had Tommy Reese leave last year, but that was it, like early February, I think, by the yeah. time that happened, or even mid-February by the time that happened. So obviously the signing class was, you know, that was almost two months old at that point. And you're right, you know, now. And so instead of having everybody actually signed on the dotted line like Tommy Reese had last year, Jared Parker and Marcus Freeman, you do have a class that's two days away from being signed, or at least a day right. and a half now at this point. So they're, you know, but I think you're right. I, I think that all signs point to, you know, things are locked down. But again, you know, similarity last year, the fact that Tommy Reese brought in Sam Hartman. And as we've talked about, he brought in his quarterback for his system. And it looked like Jared Parker was bringing in <laughs> his quarterback for his system. Riley Leonard, and now, you know, kind of what happens as Notre Dame goes forward here, you do have a very specific kind of quarterback that that whoever is going to be the offensive coordinator is going to be coaching now. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, the pieces are all in place, obviously. I, I would be more worried about, you know, and I'm, and I'm not worried, but I would say I would be more worried about the transfer guys that are coming in and their commitment as opposed to the 24 guys and their commitment, if that makes right. sense. You know what I mean? Because Jared Parker was directly involved in bringing in these transfers. He was involved in the 24 class, but he's only been the offensive coordinator for 10 months, right? So it's a little bit of a different scenario uh, as far as the recruits are concerned. Again, I'm not worried. I would just say I would be more worried about those guys than the 24 class. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, I know some, there's some people who are more than happy to see Jared Parker go, right? Just, like, yeah. No, I know. No, I know. Right. Like, like right. Matt is saying, Troy, let's not run a lot of play action. Look, you know, and I've already seen a lot of darts being, you oh, know, yeah. like all, all this different stuff and, you know, finger pointing with the ups and downs of the offense and all that different kind of stuff. But look, <laughs> a lot of people wanted to see Tommy Reese go last year and look how that worked out. Tommy is playing, you know, he's coaching for a national championship now. You know, he's in the college football playoff. And uh, things didn't start off perfectly, obviously, in Alabama, but they got the ship righted with all that was going on with the quarterback. They only lost one game, and that was to another playoff team, you know. So as far as this, my, my point is, there have already been a lot of people who are more than said they were more than glad to see Tommy leave last year, and then things were happening this year. And, you know, they, you know, there was, there was definitely some seller's remorse. Like they would gladly have taken Tommy Reese back at some point this year. And 
As to what's going on here, you know, Marcus Freeman fired the wide receivers coach a couple of weeks ago. The offensive coordinator is now gone as a head coach. So anyone on that side of the ball who, you know, Sam Hartman is gone now too. So anyone on that side of the ball who's got any culpability for whatever the issues were, they're all gone. This is true. Right? And so now we, you know, th there is going to be a, a new search. There, you know, there'll be a new offensive coordinator, third and three seasons next year. And, you know, you know one way or the other, we're going to find out, you know, it's going to take us a little while, but we're going to find out, is it the offensive coordinator who's been responsible for some of this? Is it the head coach for, you know, like pressing his thumb down on the scale in some certain situations, we're going to find out because if the same trends that we saw continue that we saw in some, some places sure. this year and the year before that, for that matter, we're, we're going to have a, a much different idea of maybe where some of that goes. And I'm not saying that it is on him, but I'm just saying with a third offensive coordinator coming in in as many years, if we see some of the same concerns, then I think that it does point, you know, more upward than to, who the coordinator or whatever position coaches happen to be. It's just, it's hilarious to me, the the response, I guess, to people, because as soon as they name who the new guy is going to be, there's going to be people bitching and moaning about that. <laughs> That's right. You, I never, wanted this guy. Right. You're, because the, the names that people are coming up with are ridiculous. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll just say it. Uh, the potential Broyles award winner is not coming to Notre Dame for a lateral move. Okay. It's not happening. So people need to put that out of their minds. Like there, and, and a guy who used to be offensive coordinator here at Notre Dame is not going to come back to be offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Well, look, Mike Denbrock, Texas A&M wanted him and he got a big raise in a three-year contract yeah. extension. Mike Denbrock's not coming folks. I That's mean, what I'm saying. He's here. not coming back to Notre Dame. It's not after happening. getting the money that he just got at LSU and the contract. Right. Because, because what's, what's, what's that mean? That means buyout, right? That means a big buyout, yes, right? Correct. So, like, yeah. we can just we can just say that's not happening, yeah, right not away, happening. unless it's not happening, you know, unless they go out and get some more donors, you know, to to chip in to you know to yeah. throw some money in the hat for uh, whatever the buyout for whatever coordinator right. happens to be. This I mean, year. look, no one would like Mike Denbrock on this staff as the offensive coordinator more than me, but realistically, it's not happening. Well, he's also best friends with BK, you know. And He's very happy down there. I can assure right. you of that. Because remember, like the reason, the reason that Mike Denbrock had to go to Cincinnati was because Brian Kelly had to fire him. He was told, because you know, that was after 2016, Denbrock wanted to stay. Brian Kelly wanted Brian, wanted Denbrock to stay here at Notre Dame, but he was told that he had to, you know. Hire all new coordinators. That was the condition for Brian Kelly to keep his job here at Notre Dame. And so what happened when Brian Kelly moved along to LSU? I mean, he wanted to, he wanted to take his offensive coordinator from Notre Dame with him, but that coordinator decided right. to stay at Notre Dame with Marcus Freeman. So yep. he went back to one of his yep. oldest best friends in the coaching business, Mike Denbrock, and that's worked out really well. They just had the highest scoring offense in right. the nation, and there's no yeah. way – there's right. no way he's coming back here to Notre Dame. Right. 100%. I won't say no way, but again, well, like it's going to yeah. take a ton of a ton of cash if you're going to bring Mike Dembrock in at this point.
Yes. And I, and you're going to have to do more than just convince Mike Denbrock to come back too, because I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say his family enjoys it down there. I'll just say that. And what I will also say is the name that I'm hearing floated around, people should be happy with, very happy with. Okay. So you can, you can say how Notre Dame's going to be cheap or, or whatever. I, I, it, you know, yeah, and I'm not My saying Notre Dame's not going to go out and you know pay any buyout. There's most likely going to be some kind of buyout someplace. I'm just saying. Oh, for sure. I'm because just saying. Yeah. The Denbrock yeah. thing, because of a happen. you know newly signed deal and how much money he's getting, it's right. It's unrealistic, you know, and everything else that comes with it. That's just unrealistic yeah. right now. Right. So you, people need to just relax. <laughs> See, Aunt Aunt wants you to be Aunt wants you to be a uh, a jabroni yeah. and just start throwing rumors That's out great. there. Not going to happen. That's not yeah. what we do. And so, yeah. see, sorry. you don't, you don't, you don't throw names into a public forum, right. you know, that were given in confidence. That's how sources work. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know? Exactly. So, <laughs> look, I, Brandon, you need to relax. The name I'm hearing is not on the inside. So there you go. So I'll at least, I'll at least throw that out there. They're not. He's not. Look, does everybody remember what happened though with the last offensive coordinator search? Like the top guys were not in in, you know, they were not guys that were in on the staff already. That was not how he wanted to go about it, right? That his top two candidates were outside. A lot of people, have, tree, a lot of people have twisted you know, that narrative as as if you know that's what that's like, what Marcus Freeman. You right. know, that's the only direction Marcus Freeman was ever going to go. Right. And and oh. you know, there's there's still people who believe the narrative that was pushed out there from the other side about, you know, what the buyout was, who was willing to pay a buyout, who changed their mind or didn't change their mind, all that different bygones at this point. Right. right? Exactly. And it's all water under the bridge. hundred percent. We have a pretty good idea of, you know, what the actual story was in there, but at the same time, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, there were external candidates right away that Marcus Freeman wanted to go out and get, and he was unable to go out and get them for whatever right. reason, for whatever the actual reason turned out to be, he was unable to get them. And so he made Jared Parker the offensive coordinator. Right. There were at least three guys that they vetted completely that were all external candidates mm-hmm. that were on the final list, right? That last time. So there's going to be a, a nationwide search. It's going to be a whole thing. Like it's not going to be like, oh, well, these are the guys I got to choose from. This is what I'm going to end up doing so you know so that everybody just needs to take it down a notch it's going to be about a week i would imagine before you're going to hear anything specifically and there were a lot of blame there was a lot of blame to go around last time as to why it didn't go well right okay I mean, search there was joe blame said to go at the around. end of the day notre dame wasn't coming up with the moolah i don't disagree with that joe but it's the version that you you know the official version that you get from notre dame is a different story yeah that's that's my point like I, right. I agree with what you're saying. Notre Dame wasn't going to pay that, but that's not what Notre Dame wants you to believe. No, this is true. No, this is true. And they wouldn't even probably have gotten into conversations with that person if they knew all of everything up front. How's that sound? Right. So, and it wouldn't even have come up as a as an issue, you know. So again, if everybody just lets it play out, I think they're going to be happy at the end of the day. Not going to make everybody happy. But from an X's and O's standpoint, never going I feel to. like pe- people are going to be happy. Like, that's how I feel. So John so, Gruden is coming to town, right? Yep. 
Absolutely. Clay grad. <laughs> this is a perfect opportunity. Clay is closing. And you know, so his dad used to coach at Notre Dame. I don't know yeah. if you knew that. Vince. Oh, I, I heard that once or twice uh, <laughs> that that might have been the case. Because so. John Gruden is going to come be a college offensive yes. coordinator. Not, you know, not right. even a college head coach. He's going to come be a college offensive coordinator right. because he once lived here in his life. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there, this is this is my favorite comment so far from Sloppy Joe. He said, on the bright side, there's going to be less complaining in the chat until next season. Oh, if only that were true. Now, that there's is, a lot uh, of time to go until next season, my man. Not there's a lot happen. of time to go. A lot they of time. Absolutely be uh, complaining. So, but you it's got okay. nine months, bro. Like, People we're going to be here. <laughs> People are passionate. I love the passion. It is all good. And uh, speaking of jabronis, Sean, <laughs> uh, I want to bring this up. Because uh, we're not going to go down to Tommy DeVito road, are we? No, 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 we're not. Okay. Although they're jabronis too, but that's different conversation, (laughs) different kind of jabroni. But um, they, they, Notre Dame announced their four captains for the bowl game. Right. uh, Today, which I thought was an interesting move since three of their captains have opted out. Um, So they elevated three other guys to the captainship. One of which was uh, Javante Jean Baptiste. Right. And he retweeted Notre Dame's tweet about right. those captains. And he's like, my sources, my sources say that say. I'm playing or something like that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was, oh, I love that. Bravo. I loved it. That was Bravo JJB. Like, that was awesome. Last game at Notre Dame going out on top. Like that, that was a was, walk-off right there. I wish was, the game man. was tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was awesome. That was awesome. Because the jabroni said that there was no way that he was going to, you know, they said he was going to opt out and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, touche, my friend. That was awesome. Very well so, played. had to bring that Very up. Well had to bring that one up. Yep. So. Uh, Joe yeah. said he's happy for Jared Parker. No coach really aspires not to be a head coach. I mean, it's hey, a good, uh, you know. Yeah. It's a good move for him. Like, yeah, I mean, there are some guys I think. I hear he's dead. Harry Heastan never wanted right. to be a head coach. Right. But other than that, yes, the majority of people do. But, you know, look, this this specific job he is going to because of the – you know, the cupboard is not bare. As you mentioned, you know, they did well over the last couple of years. I actually have the the record of what – Summerall went 23-4 and four there in the last two years, 16-2 and two in the Sun Belt over the last two years. And he's going on to Tulane and Neil Brown before him – um, West Virginia as well. So like there's, there's a good track record here with this program. And right. if Jared Parker is able to, to keep this success going, he's got a very good chance of potentially being a power five guy, you know, yeah. or, or at the very least, like a, you know, like a, a higher level group of five guy within a few years, just the way this has gone at Troy. In recent years, and Troy's yeah. turned out a lot of pretty good talent there for a for a school of its size. I feel like this is a great move for Jared Parker for all the reasons that you just said. It's it's obviously kind of an entry level head coaching job. It's the lower end of Division One, but they've had so much success, and it's they they've got a track record of sending the head coach to the next level, right to the next job. And so, if he can be good here, he could be good at the next level. And then the next level, if he can continue, you know, to build those programs and be better and be better. I mean, very infrequently is it that somebody comes in as a head coach 
into a program that's 23 and four. I mean, usually you're rebuilding something because a guy got fired. In this case, the guy moved on to a quote unquote better job. And so he's leaving a really great program. And Jared Parker's like, yes, sir. I mean, so I just feel like this is a great first head coaching job because you're not in a complete rebuild. You know, you're, you're exactly. in a, got to sustain it, obviously, which is difficult all by itself, but it's just different. You've got support. You've got this, you've got that. So I, I just feel like this is a great move for Jared Parker. I'll just say, I won't say the name of the team that he played for in the NFL or teams, but you know, people who know who I'm talking, DeMarcus Ware played for Troy. I'll just say that. Notable Troy alum. There you go. DeMarcus Ware. Troy. Yes. The press conference is tomorrow at one o'clock Eastern. If anybody wants to, you know, tune in and, and hear that Southern drawl for the last time as a Notre Dame fan. So ah, I did see that today. So I like those introductory press conferences. I always like to see if they win the press conference. You know what I mean? So I'll probably tune into that at some point. At least Father David knew who I was talking about or what I was talking about. <laughs> David saw it. David Carpenter this, saw it as well. Here's a here's He's a good a question. Fan, so. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. Giving to our community is important. And there's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. And the holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. This is the best time of the year. It's bowl season and Christmas is right around the corner. So whether you're looking for tickets to the Sun Bowl to watch Notre Dame take on Oregon State or looking for tickets to a Christmas concert or comedy show or just looking for a great last minute gift, game time is the place for you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. 
Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Here's a good question oh, from Berkshire Yank. Yeah, I was just about to put that okay. up there. Perfect. He says, Do you see anyone on the staff following Parker to Troy? I wouldn't think so. Because, I mean, who do you have? You have, I mean, basically, I'm, I don't know. Like, maybe you see, you know, like some of the analysts yep. Yep. or a graduate assistant, maybe. maybe a position coach who yeah. might have a chance to be a coordinator. So, you know, I'm not exactly sure, you know, like, you know, how, you know, maybe some of that'll work, but it, it would, I would think kind of those, yeah, like the, the analyst type guys probably have the best chance, you know, like, yeah. like Dylan McCullough. Would it, you know, he wants to be a head coach at some point in his mm-hmm. career. Would it help his career from where he is, the profile that he's got at Notre Dame being the running backs coach at Notre Dame? And I'm just using this as an example. I sure. obviously don't know that, you know, like, would it help him if he becomes offensive coordinator at Troy? Right. Like, how does that, how does that elevate his career right. at this point I, compared to being the running backs coach yeah. with a much higher profile still at Notre Dame? I don't think it helps him, you know, in this specific instance, right? I, I think that you could see a guy like, you know, wh- whoever the kid was, who's the graduate assistant that's going to coach the tight ends in the bowl game, that kind of a kid. You know what I mean? Like maybe he gets his first shot at being a full-time assistant. You know what I mean? You know, Caleb Carbine. There you go. Is his name. Senior Never analyst on the offensive staff. He's going to coach the tight ends. Yeah. I had neither. And of course we didn't even mention it. Gino Gadouli is going to be the, Offensive coordinator for the Sun Bowl and call the plays in the Sun Bowl right. as well. But then Caleb Carbine, senior analyst for the offensive staff, becomes the tight ends coach over the next right. couple of weeks. Yeah, no. So I, I think you could see maybe somebody like that, but nobody that I – I don't see anybody that's an actual position coach at Notre Dame right now following Parker. I don't see that being the case because I don't think that that's a step in the right direction. It's a lateral move at best. So, What do you think about this, Bernie? Terrible move by Parker. Notre Dame's head coach was a coordinator for Notre Dame. Troy is three steps backwards. I disagree wholeheartedly with that because he's a coordinator at Notre Dame. He's not taking a step back by taking on head coaching in Division One. So at a, at a successful program, by the way. So no, I do not see that as a step back by any stretch of the imagination. No. Yeah. Mr. 2.0 asks about Fred Hale, who was the interim strength coach. Uh, after Matt Bayless stepped down. I mean, it's a possibility. You know, part of that also depends on who they've got down there. I mean, I, th- I think part of that is sort of that, uh, you know, the extra parts of the staff. There's a lot of interviews that Parker's going to have to do with them to get a feel for what they've sure. got going on, what their philosophies are, what his philosophy is, because now his philosophy doesn't have to take a back seat to anyone because he's the coach now and he can right. implement what he thinks. So yep. maybe he'll, you know, would yeah. end up being someone who worked out. It's just you know we're we're still we're still day one. Yeah, you know? like, he hasn't even been introduced yet. I mean, yeah. they announced it, but he hasn't been introduced. You know, so I'm sure he's getting on the phone with recruits because signing day is 48 hours away, less than that now, right? More like 36. So you know, he's probably doing that. He's probably talking to coaches. You know, because I don't know how many of the current coaching staff are going to go with the last head coach to Tulane. You know, so there's going to be some movement there and then there's going to be movement. So there's all kinds of dominoes and all of those different things. And um, 
it's, I don't know, it's kind of what I like about college football, to be honest with you. It's all the moving parts, right? I mean, and, and so he's got a lot to do. He's got a lot to do uh, between now and Wednesday and then from Wednesday on. Um, and I don't, like, is Troy in a bowl game? Like, I, I assume they are. So, like, what's that look like? You know, so there's all of those different things that are going on right now. So, you know, hey, I'll say it. Congratulations to Jared Parker. I think it's a great move for him. Absolutely. I think it's a great move, too. I don't think it's yeah. a step back because, again, it would be one thing if he were taking a job at a rebuilding project at this level, but he is taking over a successful program at this level. The only pressure on Jared Parker is if he's unable to maintain yeah, sustain it. Yeah. the success yeah, that they've already got going there because, again, the last couple guys who have been there have parlayed their time at Troy into, you know, the the, ne the next step. They've climbed the ladder, turned them into better head coaching positions, moving up the ladder. So I, I don't think it's a step back for him at all. And you you are still talking about a state in an in a in a region where Alabama is. You've got you know Alabama, Georgia. You know there there are still a lot of players in that area who aren't all playing for Power Five. You know Georgia and Alabama and and Florida State in that area. So, you know, I just mentioned DeMarcus Ware. He was from Alabama originally. Troy is in Alabama. There's a ton of, of uh, you know, untapped potential type talent in that area that can go to a place like Troy. And, you know, I, I think that that's, you know, especially, again, when you look at, like, you know, I said it before, Jared Parker speaks their language, you know, like, yeah, yeah. he might be Kentucky. Yeah. So maybe they can differentiate the twang, you know, Kentucky twang from Alabama twang and, and Georgia twang or whatever. But, you know, he's not going to sound as, as, as different down there. He speaks their language yeah. down he there. He doesn't have to fake you, a you know? Southern yeah. accent, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, hey, somebody put it in the chat, but I just looked it up to confirm. Do you know who Troy is playing in their bowl game? I do not. Duke. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Just talk about worlds colliding. No uh, kidding. Yeah. So it's Duke and Troy, and they play Saturday, this coming okay. Saturday. So in maybe a few more game. eyes on that game now. Yeah. So you know he'll get the uh, innocuous interview, you know, during the game. I'm sure uh, about being the next head coach, you know, that kind of thing. And Manny Diaz will probably get an interview in the middle of the game too. Yeah. That, like you got two teams with no head coach, uh, you know, it's going to be crazy. NH, how much of an influence will Pete Bavacqua have on this higher vice versus probably versus Jack Swarber? I mean, you know, Jack's got what about seven months left on his tenure as the athletic director at, at Notre Dame and Pete Bavanqua has been working as the, the special yeah. assistant. I would, I would think at the very least, because by the time Notre Dame takes the field next, Pete Bavanqua will be the guy and Jack Swarbrick will be a couple of months into his at least athletic director retirement, whether he completely yeah. hangs everything up at that point, I'm sure he'll do, you know, some kind of consulting or whatever. But the point is Pete Bavanqua is going to be in charge. So I would think yeah. that, those two are going to bounce a lot of things off each other in this process that it's not just going to be Jack Swarbrick, you know, like right. making, and obviously Marcus Freeman is going to, you know, yeah, the Marcus most Freeman is ultimately going to be the one yes. who is, you know, he's going to do, you know, the majority of the vetting and find the guy that he wants. Then it's just going to be up to the athletic director and the president. Is this right. a guy we deem worthy 
of of like, being part of the staff. I mean, you yeah, know? it's gonna be it's gonna be a situation. Mar- Marcus Freeman's like, this is the guy I want, and then it's gonna be like, okay, this is what it takes to get him. Can we make it happen? Like that. That's how I feel the process is going to go. It's not like it's not Pete's hire, as somebody said. Right. It's not Jack's hire. It's Marcus Freeman's hire. Right. But it's just like anything else. They have job. to decide. Again, just what you said, is he, what he brings to the table, is he worth whatever money needs to be paid to get him? It's, it's like, uh, at the school, the principal wants to hire a teacher, but he still has to go through HR to make sure that they can afford that teacher. I mean, it's, you know, is it, are they going to be able to pay what it takes to bring that teacher over to this school? It's the same exact situation. Marcus Freeman's the principal, it's his hire, but he still has to get it approved. You know, it's that kind of a deal. So I, I don't feel like there's going to be a lot of roadblocks you know, to getting who Marcus Freeman wants. Um, I just don't see that being the case. And everybody needs to keep in mind, just because it's not a name that people are bringing up, right, on a consistent basis, doesn't mean it's a bad hire. You've got to dig into it. You've got to see what their track record is. You got to see what their resume is. See what they've done. Keep that in mind, folks. Just keep it in mind. (laughs) Okay. You know, I di- it's just frustrating, John. I ignorance is frustrating to me. <laughs> Irish still sixty three. Is it? It's better. Okay, I thought he was asking originally. He says it's better for Notre Dame if former coaches have success. I Charlie sure. Parker said it. Absolutely, it, it means that means that you know, like whatever you're seeing here applied to the next step. And I mean. I'll be honest, because of the track record that some of the guys that came before him have, I really wasn't sure about what Chuck Martin was going to do as a head coach. And sure, sure. You know, he's he's been at Miami, Ohio for what? Gosh, it's been around it's 10 been years a while. Or so now, right? It's been like a while, he's, yeah. He's been there. I mean, like when 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 Jesse and and uh, his high school teammate Shaq Van were teammates here in town, and that's been what 10, 11 Is that really when it went down? years ago. Well, wow. Chuck Martin was no Chuck was the head coach oh. already at all because I remember okay, he was yeah. recruiting Shaq over there. So, oh, okay, he's 2014. Yeah. 2014. 2014 is when he okay. took over uh, at Miami of Ohio. So 2014 to the present. Yep. But yeah, my my point is, he's been a you know a pretty solid head coach for the MAC level. You know, he's he's been a good oh yeah good head coach. They've won multiple Mac titles and, you know, he's dealing with a lot of smart kids down there, Miami of Ohio. And yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's um, yeah, he's been good. And look, look at the track record of the, of the defensive coordinators, the last three, right. They're either head coaches, they're all head coaches. And then you look at the track record of the last two offensive coordinators. One is playing for a national championship as an offensive coordinator. The other one's a head coach. I would say the track record of the last five coordinators for Notre Dame offensively and defensively are doing pretty good for themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. So interesting question from Zach. Do you see a scheme change? Will the new OC use the same pro style offense? I think we were looking at a scheme change if Jared Parker was here. So yes, I do think there's going to be a scheme change. At least change. to some extent, we yeah. were going to see a scheme now, change. Again, is it going to be obvious to the naked eye to somebody who doesn't understand X's and O's? Maybe not, but I still think it would be different. And I think that it would be different to those with, you know, that I just described. Right. So it's not going to be like they're all of a sudden they're going to be doing like the run and shoot. You know what I mean? So it's not going to be that kind of a drastic situation, but there is it's it was going to change regardless. You're bringing in Riley Leonard. You're not going to run the same offense that you ran with Sam Hartman. That that was just not going to happen. Vince, I 
feel like this is a pretty good segue for us. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.